Hey, y'all. You're listening to Spiritual Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Susie. I'm glad you made it. So this is a safe space where we get to talk about anything and everything spiritual and metaphysical, but we're going to talk about it without the judgment, without the fear or religious guilt, and without losing any credibility. So let's open our hearts and our minds, and let's talk about the weird without being weird about it. On today's episode, I ended up doing a general reading because primarily there have been a couple of big planetary changes. We've had Pluto move into a new sign and we've had Mars move into a new sign. Those are are big changes. Um, And even if you don't believe in astrology, fine, listen to um, the message I received just about like, um, you know, how we view life, how we're viewing um, our creativeness and maybe if we're being too critical and I don't know, I just hope it helps. You know, it's kind of hard to talk about um, appreciating the difficult part in life. It's not a, an easy topic to talk about because there's a ton of crap that happens and some things are just inconceivably either evil or difficult. Um, and I don't mean to make these comments in this reading as a spiritual bypass on the heaviness of what happens in our lives or that we should immediately be in this healed state when things like that happen. That stuff takes time. And I hope you hear that message, at least now in the introduction, if I didn't emphasize it enough in the reading. But that's coming to me now to really say that. But listen to the message, take what resonates, and then flush the rest down the cosmic commode if if it doesn't resonate with you. But I appreciate you guys listening and... Yeah, I hope some of this helps. Thanks, guys. Hey, y'all. So we are in spring break world up here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Pause there and think about where the hell I'm at. <laughs> I hope y'all are doing better, but you can kind of tell. I think I just need, <clears throat> even if I'm not taking full days off of work, I think I needed this little um, beat or break from like the everyday schedule with my kids going to school and I've got to commute with one of them. And it's just been just draining to be completely honest with you. So I'm kind of glad to have the spring break energy, even though it's just the weekend, I'm about to feel it. (laughs) And I don't know, I just felt like I'm getting on here and doing a general read right now. So for those who maybe aren't astrologically inclined, that's totally fine but I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) We just had Pluto move into a new sign and Pluto moves signs approximately 20 years ish. And that's, I mean, so this is kind of a big deal when you think about astrology energy. And I'm about to release um, a couple things on astrology, a couple podcast episodes. One is this fantastic, I mean, she's the magic mummy <laughs> interview with Jennifer Edwards, who is my personal go-to for astrology. I'm part of her online community, uh, the Moon Lodge. And um, so that was just a really fun, you know, um, interview. And then I'm going to do like a little basics um, of astrology, just so you guys just, and just a little talk about my personal reasons and why I, I, I do follow astrology. And it's so much more than the sun sign. So if you're thinking horoscopes that you've read and like don't connect with, exactly. 
<laughs> because you probably don't know what your real orientation is in terms of your birth chart. Anyway, that will be in my intro. And then when you do, you realize they're totally different signs. So I read horoscopes that are for a Scorpio, which is a November born. I'm a January born. I'm a Capricorn sun. But when you know your rising sign, you actually do horoscopes based on that. I'm just going to give a little quick FYI there because I'm just kind of giving an update. Um, but I'm about to release um, kind of a why I choose to kind of follow astrology um, and why it made sense to me. A little bit of the basics so you so you kind of understand a little more. Like, I just thought it was a sun sign. I just thought that's what it all was. <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to have the Jennifer Edwards interview. Um, and yeah, and, and, and I'll release both of those pretty soon. But on today, I was just like, let me just get on. I just feel like releasing an episode. Um about just the energy right now. Like Pluto changed and Mars changed into Cancer today. Thank God for me personally, it got out of my um, eighth house. Again, I'll go into astrology basics, but to, that's a, that was a tough like transit. <laughs> I think about the last six months when Mars was in that, um, it, gah. anyway, I don't even go into it. The first day of, of retrograde, it was... Um, um, a vehicle accident. So, and then anyway, I just won't go into it all. Not on this one. I'll go, I will in the next episode <laughs> when y'all want to hear it um, with this, the astrology topic. So, but today I'm just going to pull some cards and see what message of healing for our highest and best comes through. I've already grounded into the earth for protection. Like y'all do this every day, just for just 24, you know, this if I remember it in the morning, I try to, as soon as I forget, if I feel a little funky, I'm like, oh, I forgot to ground. And so I was grounded to the earth just to stabilize my energy. And then I envision myself surrounded by like this bubble of divine protection light. So it's just me and my energy and light from the divine and info from the divine, right? Because it's not some other entity or whatever. I just don't want any other influence other than God, basically, or source, whatever you call it. And then I set an intention, um, and the, today's intention is just to, yeah, get a reading that's most helpful and healing for us at this time, given this astrology change that we've had. And yeah, I just kind of want to get into it. Okay. So the first um, deck I'm going to use here is, I'm just trying to think about what's, what kind of, it's a hex, what is it? If it's six-sided, anyway, they're really cool cards. They're like six sides, like looks like um, a bee comb, kind of like, you know, those kind of six-sided circles anyway y'all it's just like a year of mercury retrograde for me i don't care if mercury is direct i just i'm having a hard time communicating all the time lately <laughs> but anyway i'm trying to explain this card deck that i'm using and it's the wild unknown alchemy guide um well this is the guidebook but it's the alchemy um oracle cards by kim kranz um and i'll put in the show notes too um so y'all can look it up if you want to use it. These ones are always so like great. So I use your Oracle cards because it's a great kind of quick connection to source without like having to like, you know, totally get in that Zen beta, theta or whatever, you know, state of mind and clearing my mind. And I don't always get to go there where I get those like serious messages. Um, it doesn't always come. Although, you know, the more you practice it, the easier you can kind of get to that, that kind of Zen. But um, these oracles are kind of a nice, like, okay, I can't do that this morning. Let me just grab some more oracles and kind of like talk to source. Wow. My cards just kind of went everywhere. Maybe I'm everywhere today. <laughs> so I, think, I appreciate y'all listening to me, first of all. But um, 
you know, it's funny too. I used to give myself such a hard time about not being precise and communicating. And as an attorney, like you can tell other attorneys when they're in the in the deposition zone or they're in this like high trial prep kind of zone or they haven't, even if they're out of litigation and they're just super fuck, fucking critical on how you like explain something and ugh. I just had to really relax on how I communicate. And some days it's better than others. And so thanks for letting me just heal with you guys. (laughs) Okay. This is what I'm going to do. This is just me today. I swear to God. Um, Interesting. It's like the cards are picking up my energy. I don't mean to. I want it to be about the, you know, what's highest and best for all of us to hear, but we're getting it. Okay. So I'm getting this card. It's called Antimony. I got to look it up. I haven't ever pulled this card before. And then I get Neptune. Um, And she has like a another word for it, Neptunus. It's kind of interesting. I didn't know she looked this up in Greek or what, what did she, I don't know where Neptunus comes from, but anyway. So Neptune, Neptune is like how, my, how I'm communicating right now. It's a little too... <laughs> ungrounded um, flow state. It's just kind of Neptune's about dreams and illusions, right? And we kind of have to, well, ground ourselves, ground our energy. And I say that kind of meaning with the grounding technique, but also just like, you know, slowing down those things to kind of like make sure we're in our own energy, like on the daily. I think we don't realize our energy on a moment by moment basis until we suddenly realize that we made a decision that was stupid. (laughs) And I have a hard time checking in with myself too. Like I, I have to really be like, okay, I'm being, especially when someone asks me something, I'm like, okay, I'm being called to make a decision here. I need to like, where am I at? Like internally and um, to protect myself because I have always been a, a quick accommodator saying yes, whatever I can do. And then I always search on how to like, you know, I can pick up this, I can pick up 5 million things. I can carry the financial burden of this entire thing. Let me just volunteer myself for it. Like I, I sought out that kind of um, service as, um, you know, it's a wound. I thought myself only valuable if I'm like extremely of service to someone. So, um, you know, over the time I've kind of had to slow that down. I've been like, (laughs) well, you know, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. But so Neptune is coming out kind of with me for me, like just intuitively, like with that energy of like, Hey, watch, watch the illusion, watch the the Neptune energy that's that might be, you might be being af- being affected with right now, <laughs> y'all. I will try to slow down and enunciate, but oh my god, today is just a day. Okay, and then let me look at this um, antimony card. So it has a picture. Um, I'm not really going to describe the Neptune. It just looks like hand, hands. Well, it looks like hands praying, and it says Neptune. It has some like shards of light coming out of the tips of the fingers. There you go. <laughs> so the antimony card is uh, gray. Um, with some orbs, blue orbs at the top and like maybe a diamond in the middle on the top. And then it's like got a wolf outline in white. And then it, it does have Neptune, doesn't it? This is a Neptune symbol to me. It's a little more fancy, but that looks like Neptune to me. And because then this is the Neptune normal kind of glyph and I'm showing the video. See what I'm saying? Like a little different. Sorry, trying to get it there. It looks like the same Neptune to me. And then on the other side, you've got an upside down Venus, which to me means confusion about, you know, how I'm making money, how I'm, how I'm valuing things. So there's a little, and Neptune is all about confusion. Like I said, it's illusion, confusion, dreams. Um, I don't know if I said all the uh, uh, I-O-N-S kind of word, but it is confusion, illusion. There's another one. <laughs> 
Archaeologists are going to like deal with me and my communication skills today. Okay. Um, antimony. Okay. So it's a wildness, fierceness, hunger. And that's kind of the wolf energy. I'm getting the 80s sign, uh, 80s song in my head right now. And it says, um, so antimony became known as the gray wolf of alchemy in medieval times. That was due to the metalloid's unpredictable qualities and its ability to eat away materials in the laboratory. Gold is one of the few materials to withstand contact with it. For these reasons, this card must be read with delicacy. On one hand, it represents wild and free spirit that longs to express itself in the world. On the other hand, it represents a fierceness that can turn destructive or corrosive at the drop of a hat. The message here is clear. Channel the gray wolf's energy toward creativity. Challenge it to come out from the shadows and express itself. Embark on the creative project or venture that's calling you rather than focusing on why you can't. Once you begin, don't quit. The gray wolf responds to respect, not repression. So that's like today. Like right now, I could have stopped this video 18 times. 18 times because I'm not speaking well. And that would have at one point with my, like my, like I told you, kind of intimated, like my attorney criticism. I could have just been like, this is not right. I'm stopping again. And then like it gets me pissed off because <laughs> I've had to start and stop. And I'm thinking, I can't talk today. I can't. Well, once you go down that road, and even if I jokingly say it to y'all, I know there's power in my words and I'd probably not joke like that. But whatevs. I mean, it kind of is. Like the way I speak is just kind of um, annoying sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry if this video is annoying you guys. It kind of is on to me on some level, but it's it's okay. I'm dealing with it. I'm working with it. So Neptune energy is hitting me on how I'm communicating. So, and then it also this message of like, you got to be careful of the wildness because you can kind of like step toward a project that like it can become corrosive, right? So like me doing this video, the moment I start getting into that, like um, I want to get this perfect and I start and stop, stop and stop. well, then suddenly I don't want to freaking do any video. And then it becomes weeks since I've like recorded. And I think now that I look back on like some of the delays and why I haven't um, maybe come forward with a video as much as I, I do, it's because I feel like this energy gets me. It, it, it Fs me up. I kind of feel super self-critical. I'll stop it. And then it's like the energy if it's gone or it's changed a little bit into criticalness. So yeah, I'm keeping this video exactly as it is, even though I know I sound like kind of a wandering idiot at times. Y'all just got to be, you know, forgiving for me. And then also be honest about like, do, does this happen to you in times? And then how do you accept it? Do you just kind of roll with it? And roll? I mean, here I am putting this video on public media. It's going out there. My wandering Susie little diatribe <laughs> is going it's going out. It's getting, going to be published. So I feel this. I feel this. And like, like, what will stop me from my creative process from getting out here and delivering a message is the fact that I will be, I can turn so um, critical on myself. And I think that's maybe the message here from Spirit, which is just like these projects that you want to do. Are you really like killing it because of some sort of critique, some sort of like expectation that's like it has to be perfect? And I even remember seeing this for my firstborn. Um, they would be in school and I swear to God, it's like, they don't want to do something and not be, not have it, you know, hundred percent like math. They didn't get a hundred percent on their, their, uh, tests and they just, oh, they would come back just being like, I did horribly today. You're going to hate me. And I'm like, we don't have that message here. Why do you think we're going to hate you? But they would think like a horrible person for not doing well at school. And this isn't with any messaging from home. Like we're not like, you know 
I don't think we were, God, um, that critical toward our kids. We wanted them to do their best, to be honest and to give a really good effort. But it, we've always been like, you know, it's hard. Don't put perfection on yourself because I had that struggle. So um, anyway, I just feel like that's kind of um, maybe going to resonate with somebody on or maybe one or two. It only takes one to be a win, right? If it resonates with anyone, yay. <laughs> About being too critical on yourself and um, kind of being just aware of it, catching it. And um, yeah, just so draw that drawing that looks half-assed on one side and wonderful, fantastic on the other and just keep drawing or go out and do your own podcast and just do the first episode or just do the intro and rec- start recording yourself and hearing yourself on the recording just to, just to start hearing your voice. And then it suddenly won't sound so weird. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. It always sounds weird to me. <laughs> That's just me, but you know what I'm saying. Don't let it stop you. Don't let the weirdness stop you. Um. Yeah. Okay. And then I feel like I want to pull one more from here. So I'm just kind of going to blind pull. And the last one is going to be, oh, that's really pretty card. It's like really pretty. Um, it's a bee, black and white bee in the middle and then honeybee. And then you've got like four orbs around it on each like north, south, east, west kind of um, direction points. And it's like in this background of a pretty rainbow. And it says Spiritus Rector, bene- Benevolent Guide. And I've read this card before. That one's just like... You're being led. So even in this open kind of creative process, we're just, we're following the breadcrumbs. And I think it's so that we have the energy open enough so that we can get like more and more better messages or more and more healing. It's just that if we don't crack open to being led and just having a little humble pie and laughing at the humanness of how like, you know, getting our brains going takes a little bit of time, you know, <laughs> like, have you ever just like started talking to someone and at first you're really awkward and then you're like, okay, finally, like, like going to like a, um, a holiday party, like the first person I'm going to see there, I'm probably pretty socially awkward AF with. And then but by the second or third, I'm like, okay, we're all in this. Let me just, <laughs> so what are you, how are your kids doing? You know what I mean? You just, it becomes easier. And it, I feel like, that's kind of the same energy about creative projects and, um, you know, using our soul talents, you know, we're supposed to be using them. And that critic, um, I don't know why I'm suddenly putting emphasis on the wrong syllable, but the critical kind of nature gets in there and interrupts us and it, and it kills the project. It kills the seed. And yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to change this video. We're just going to keep on going, even though I sound like a fool in a little bit at the beginning. <laughs> Um, okay, so that was the first set of cards. Then I want to do my Oracle deck here. It's The Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron reed And again, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll be better at putting things in the show notes. And let me just, again, same, so the intention, same, same intention, same protection. Highest and best message from source for us. And I'm just going to chop them until one flies out. Ooh, there we go. That one kind of tick-tock, divine timing. Okay. All that glitters. Yeah, I know this message. (laughs) Oh, and this one was like yin. Okay, this is great. It's just like a general, um, oh, and it's got observer on the bottom card. I'll explain all the cards for those who are listening to me on the podcast platform. I do remember you can't see Jack on what I'm doing here. So I'm trying to explain. So the first card of this that I pulled is TikTok. Hands kind of open and with the alarm clock with the looks like a balloon attached to it like it's flying out of a person's hands it just means a lot of times it just depends intuitively like what i feel it can mean like time's going really fast and really busy or it can mean like i have to wait for divine timing it's one of those two so 
when I look at TikTok with all that glitters and all that glitters is just a pile of gold with someone who's looking from kind of like a, a ghost face kind of looking down on this pile of gold, like, you know, examining it. And the whole point of this, when I put these two together, is that there's divine timing and sequence from when we receive things um, because we have to figure out if it's really what we want. And thank God we don't manifest right away because there are things that I would have manifested that I definitely look at now and I'm like, oh, no, not with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> so it's frustrating, but it it's an illusion that we have to, it's an energy of an illusion like that's not good for us. Like I have to wait, mm, you know, petulant child energy that you just kind of have to tame. You do. And you just got to trust and go back to a tenant of like, I have what I'm supposed to have right now for a reason. Let me relax in that. There's something that, that eventually this time period is going to show me. So it's kind of like that liminal space talk that I did last, um, I think there was the last episode, that sometimes we're just in a saturation time, in a preparatory time, in a to really figure out what we want. And some people, I mean, I don't want to say some people, I have been one of these people, <laughs> that you just don't like really spend time to be like, what do I want to call in my life this year, next few months? What do I want to do? Do I want to write a book? Do I want to do um, you know, a tro or oracle deck myself and kind of design it and kind of um, you know, do I do I want to do a some art project, you know, that's got spiritual healing wrapped with it and do a meetup group? Like there's there's so many things that is outside of making money and doing my chores every day. Like I just can't I don't know, guys. I I'm just talking for myself. I have a beautiful family, but there is something else in me that requires me to be out talking about spirituality. It is just in me. I kind of talk about it. People, my friends always laugh at me because when we're around talking, like I'll be the first to talk about death. (laughs) Like how long did it take for Susie to talk about death? Like just has always been like a thing for me to talk about spirituality and death and why we're here. I mean, I just don't talk service level. I mean, I can, but I don't. I don't really go to it naturally. And I feel like there's a lot of us that are like that and that we're, we've been through this like automatic setting of like working, coming back in chores, doing our health, doing our eating, what all that stuff. And, it, and we're still like, there's something missing. And if that's feeling true for you, I would suggest you look to a little bit more of the spiritual um, gifts and don't let that scare you. I was able to be open to stop taking classes and things that I was like, okay, there's no way this is real, but whatever. It's going to be a chuckle worthy event for me to go through and like, just we have open energy. But I just kind of was like, well, we'll see if this is real. <laughs> you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of a, um, a critical eye, an attorney's eye to like, you know, when I did Reiki, I thought the people were great, but I just was like, oh, I'm not expecting to be a miracle worker to feel energy because that was kind of early on in my meditation practice where I hadn't really started physically feeling things yet. And um, anyway, but doing it and then experiencing things in that path or through that class and the trainings later and practicing it at home, I'm like, oh my God, there's something here. And, And so I would rather make steps forward in the spiritual realm and finding my gifts and trying to do a, you know, energy movement kind of class or a mediumship class, something that, you know, the rational you never would have picked years ago. Like, just go for it to see what's out there. And you'll either find that it was a chuckle worthy event for just, you know, shits and grins and you tried it, or it's going to really speak to you. 
And that's what I've experienced. I experienced the latter. It, 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 it's spoken to me. It's shown its truth to me. And um, I just feel like that that's out there for a lot of us. Like a lot of us don't make those efforts. And I don't know if it's because of dogma from like your family. You don't want, you know, maybe you don't want even your spouse to know that, you know, you were doing mediumship trading. That would be me. <laughs> Did not tell him the first time around. Um, and, um, you know, you, you got to go where you're at, you know, and I'm glad I eventually came around to telling him honestly that I was checking out mediumship and yeah, it garnered a few more conversations, but like, that was a good healing for us to kind of be, me be like, dude, I'm just a weirdo. Like I've got to do the spiritual stuff. I cannot hold it in. I cannot do it. And, um, yeah, I just think about like how it's going to feel when I die if I hadn't tried and all that frustration or all that, like the understanding and the gifts and this love that I've been able to experience on a much deeper level, because I've just decided to go for it and be weird <laughs> and, and decided not to think of myself as losing any credibility as a person, as an intellectual person, as a, as a rational person, because I have dabbled in mediumship or Reiki or, you know, crystal work or dream work intentions, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm just putting away my ego and not letting anyone else's dogma F with how I feel about myself. So that's kind of what I'm feeling like. I'm feeling like this time allows us to stop and be like, what's not really working for us? What What isn't working in the way I'm living life so that I don't feel like when I wake up, I'm, I'm really here for a reason and I'm, you know, you feel so satiated. Um, and seen by God in these moments when you do dabble in the spiritual arts. Um, so I just want to throw that. And then the last card here is yin, which is the receptive energy. Um, it's the divine feminine, receptive, receiving. It's like this energy of like, you're opening your heart to being able to receive these gifts for them to get stronger. The um, As John Holland says, the... Um, gift of being more sensitive energetically, spiritually, being open, is more sensitivity. And I think it's a really good thing. This is not a bad thing. And oh, you just feel so seen by God. You seem so see, you see yourself as like, I have a real purpose and that just gets turned on. And who knows what direction that's going to send you. I don't know if it's going to be sacred travel. I have no idea if it's like a, you become like a, a life coach and this other kind of th you know, natural skill that you have, you wrap the two together and it's like wonderful out there because I'm telling you with after um, 2020, it seems like a lot of us need the mental health services. Um, and I think that there's more than just actually getting a therapist. There's a lot of gifts that we can give each to each other for support in that, in that kind of vein of getting like a better life and living it. And that's it. I'm just kind of, Oh, I didn't really go over the observer. So what happens is when you get a time period and then finally things start moving, don't forget to look back on it and be like, God, I was so impatient. Now I see why I had to wait for this opportunity to get ripe. Like there's something to linear time and learning the lesson of let me not fight the seasons. Let me not fight linear time in this experience as a human because it's not fun to go to wait. <laughs> We have to think of a different way of looking at something. When we're waiting for something, God, we're like canned pressure. And that isn't open spiritually, energetically. And once we kind of like, 
accept radical acceptance of where we are and that things take time and maybe there's a glitter turd I need to miss. That's the whole all that glitters thing. It's like the time gets it lets us look at what's real and what would help us and then maybe what hasn't worked out and well thank God I didn't work walk through that fire pit, you know? It's like the glitter glitter turd lessons. So yeah, wasn't gold, it was a glitter turd. <laughs> we need to we need to have um an appreciation for looking back and being like, oh that was my glitter turd. And I thought it was so gold and it wasn't. <laughs> I've done that with friendships where I'm like, you know, you end up leaving it and you're just like, felt bad. So much sadness. But you look at it, you're like glitter turd, <laughs> glitter turd. I'm glad I flushed it down the cosmic commode because that's where I needed to go. Um, boy, I'm really going with that imagery, aren't I? <laughs> okay. Last bit. <laughs> it's 26 minutes in. Sorry, y'all. I, I, I try to keep them a little quicker. But let me let me see the next bit God wants to talk. Ooh, death. That's always a good sign. <laughs> when I say I'm always like the first to talk about death. <laughs> the death card is good. In tarot, it just means um, a change. It means a huge change. Perspective change. Oh, I'm not doing that. You see, you know, that moment that you kind of are like, oh, I see it as a, the glitter turd. Like, well, then you're not going to it anymore. You had a death of that thing. You're not going to go toward it. That's kind of the death energy. It doesn't mean physical death. <laughs> Ooh, tower. Good night. Okay, and the three of pentacles just dropped to the floor. So, and then also six of swords showed up. Sorry. I'm kind of going for this card down here. <laughs> okay. Let me get this together because it kind of came out in this order. So death came first. Like I said, this is like a change. Let me kind of just feel into this card a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel like um, when we kind of look at ourselves and our lives and, you know, I kind of I kind of want to be gentle about how I'm saying this, but because I, you know, I have seasons where I'm like, am I am I really fulfilling myself right now? And you get a little off, you get a little distracted by either work, you have a busy work season, you have a busy family season, you've got, you know, just life in certain stages or certain seasons get busy. Right. I remember all my Saturdays were gone when my kids were in soccer and I just was like, as much as I love it, I was also kind of happy when they ended up being done with that part of the sports because I was like, my, my weekends are mine now. <laughs> A little selfish there. But anyway, but the whole point is like when we look at our life and realize, OK, there's something here that I want to change. Right. That I can kind of. I want to like carve out some more of my expression time, my me time, my creation time, something that you feel like, you know, is, is, it's not work. It's not the grind. It's not like a chore from the house or, you know, like a hobby. It's more of like, I want to work on my spiritual stuff. I'm feeling like the spiritual thing. And it's like, I need to, because you six of swords, you need to move toward the calmer waters. And that's the whole thing on here. And do they show the third? They don't. In most cards, it's a man who's kind of like has a long pole and is like pushing this boat with this woman that looks like who's kind of clothed. And usually she's holding a child with the, in, in this boat that has six swords. And it leaves choppy water for calm water. And the idea here, especially it, it doesn't mean it literally always, that it's you know, like you and a spouse and your family kind of chilling out. It's It's more of like within myself, my divine feminine, my divine masculine energy, and my inner child. I'm taking them all, and I'm gotta, I am got to have a way of living life with more peace. And so that's kind of this death realization of like, I got to change things so that I have this inner peace, because that's available 
all the time. Like, I mean, I know it takes work. It takes a lot of pivot, personal power to pivot like that energetically when you're kind of in depression or anything. And of course, therapists help. And sometimes we need medicine. So you know what to do if you need to seek, you know, extra help. Um, <clears throat> but when we make that decision to go in that direction, I got to change. Tower means you're changing things. Like it's a, it's a big moment. It means, you know, I don't, I suddenly don't, I'm just throwing this out there. I suddenly decide I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore. I suddenly decide I'm not going to drink soda pop or something. It's like a, it's like a, it doesn't have to just always be food or drink. Like um, I'm just suddenly not going to hang out with this person who I think is a little negative Nancy and I'm just not going to seek them out in terms of my friendships anymore or um, yeah, something like that. I'm going to decide to like get a new job. Like it's way too negative in the environment and it's just, I got to change it. The tower is like, my environment is going to change. Because of this decision, death moment, for inner peace, I have to change my life. And where it brings you is to the Three of Pentacles. And the Three of Pentacles, this is kind of a cool deck. It's the Morgan Greer Tarot. Um, I'll show it right there in the video. But essentially, <clears throat> the normal version of this one, this just shows got one guy kind of carving into like a, a stone church, like he's forming the church, you know, he's building the church. He's a um, stone worker. In a normal card, it shows the priest who wanted to build the church, who talks to the architect who draws the church, and then has the stone worker there who is actually physically making it. So you get the three parts of manifestation. The you know, the insp divine inspiration from you communicating with God, to seeing a plan, which is the mental work, to physical work, which is like creating it in the 3D space. And when you have all that, you're doing, you're like most aligned on our path. Now we're on our path no matter what, but you will feel alignment on this soul level when you decide to do this and you move toward this energy. And it doesn't mean the tower isn't um, difficult because <laughs> it can really mean like a loss of a friendship, um, you know, finding a new job that maybe isn't as much money or has a different, you know, there's never quite this like total ease because spirit wants to know like in that moment of choice, like, can you do it with this little limitation? Can you see past it that this is better energy and that we can kind of move you to the next as you kind of heal? And um, so anyway, so the tower, yeah, it's not fun. The tower is like literally a, a picture of a tower with flames because it was struck by lightning by God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of laughing at the fact that this looks so dramatic. And it, it can be. It just depends on how we take it. Like, how do we internalize it? We see it as change for the good. Are we going to see it as like, God, woe is me. God, you know, has put me through the ringer. And you can see a couple people who are falling out of the tower. Now, what I don't love about this rendition, again, this is a deck I just happened to pull, but the normal, I say the normal, the traditional um I'm totally blanking on the name of the, the deck of a sudden. It's like the traditional tarot, the old tarot is basically, I think one person is like more upright and the other person is like topsy-turvy. And I intuitively um, take that interpretation as one has felt and seen that this change is needed. And so they're ready more emotionally to it, to do it, to get through it and mentally emotion, uh, open to doing it. What's needed, the change that is coming versus the other one who was in denial has felt the energy, but ignores it. And then, you know, God's going to be like, okay, we're done with this one. You didn't do what you needed to do. So I'm going to take it from you. And that sounds really retribution-y, but like the whole process in this is it gets us to the better. 
It's not a, it's a bit of a, you know, a soul scrapey scrapey experience, but it gets us to the better. It gets us to alignment if we're seeing life that way. Now, if you're not seeing life like that, then everything's going to feel like it comes towards you in terms of, you know, great, I'm being knocked around again. Now I'm getting knocked around again. If you have those thoughts, that is a victimization mentality. And I don't know, man, you're just going to get more of what you focus on. So if you see yourself being beaten around by life, I would really change how you're looking at life and try to find the gifts, try to find the growth. And then the things that come at you change. But that takes a lot of inner strength and humility because our egos do not want to be at fault for anything, right? They want to blame other people. Oh, this came at me. I lost my job. Or this happened here. This person left me. You just, it is a lot of ownership. Now, I'm kind of talking in blanket style here. There's a lot of minutiae detail about, you know, when the abuse happens and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not talking in, in terms of like an exact commentary on that. But I'm saying in, in general in life, it's the best um, perspective to kind of have is ownership for what happens. And to see it as an opportunity for growth and change for your better, for your soul's progression, for your next lesson, even if it's horrendous. And I've had some horrendous crap happen in terms of this last year with my kiddos and just having to be like um, accepting things that are so out of our control, like, you know, on health issue, you know, monitoring a, a, a brain mass and that sort of thing. I mean, I could get really pissed at God. Or I could see that it's made my child like so caring for people who have to go through, you know, multiple MRIs and like um, the scariness of the of a medical, you know, setting and like seeing the people who have real true open hearts to helping people, you know, get better and seeing their limited physical, um, you know, ability in a good light so they don't feel so down about it, um, you know, because yeah. I just, I could go off on that, but I have had these experience was experiences in terms of, you know, trauma and life shitty surprises that I either could be, woe is me, or it, it could be like, thank you. And, and I don't want to sound too spiritual bypassy about the hell of it or the, the pain of it, because that is real. You get a beat. You got to take it. You got to like be honest about how it's affecting you and however long that takes and try to find ways to lessen it. And it happens over time to change it, to transmute it, to transform it, whatever adjective I want to, <laughs> or verb I want to call it. Um, you know, I love these spiritual verbs. I'm like, when do you say transmute? When do you say transform? <laughs> Just, they're interchangeable. <laughs> but um, yeah, but my, my point is that it happens, that healing happens. And time is your ally. As frustrating it is, as it can be, Time is your ally and it will bring you to a perspective of basically seeing all that for a reason, like that it all has happened for a reason. And I'm saying this while I'm living this through my own life in terms of various things. So um, I'm with you. I'm on various stages of healing on all sorts of, the, you know, crap that's happened. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to you. I know it's not easy, but it's our perspective and we can always do that pivot. I mean, definitely, I don't want to spiritually bypass, you get a beat, but like find the truth, find the lesson, find the love. It's there. Okay. I feel like I have talked <laughs> too long, <laughs> but thank you guys for um, listening. I appreciate it. I hope this reading um, 
Yeah, it resonates. Uh, even if it's just like one little good nugget. Okay, well, thanks you guys for listening. I hope you have a good rest of March. Y'all take care.